About eight years ago, I read a book called Our Black Year. It basically chronicled one family's journey and commitment to buy black for a year. This family and I had one thing in common, we're black, (laughs) but our lives diverged in many different ways. They were married and had kids. I'm single and without littles. They lived in Chicago, a city with a significant black population, and I lived in Denver. At the time that they were doing this, they were really financially well off and I assume still are. And at that time, let's be clear, I really was not financially well off. However, we did have another thing in common. We were both focused on value-based spending. In the years since that book was published, a number of things have changed, and I thought it would be a great time to explore how and why shopping black 365 days a year is so important. By the way, buying black is not an anti-white movement. Just think of it as American capitalism at work. I buy at white businesses almost every single day. So anyone who's in their feelings about this episode, get over yourself. In order to go show notes, go to michelleismoneyhungry.com backslash how to shop black. of the Our Black Year experience that I remembered very vividly was how the Anderson family's personal values and interests really impacted their spending. And one thing that really stood out to me was they really needed a dry cleaner and were only able to find one Black-owned dry cleaner in the city of Chicago at that time. I never need a dry cleaner. In fact, I don't remember the last time I had something dry cleaned. I'm sure, you know, in the future I might do that, but usually I just would have a new outfit. Why am I even interested in bringing up buying black as something to think about? Well, it is, you know, Black History Month, but also because in the past couple of years, I've seen a significant shift in people interested in how they can lead a value-driven financial life. I do plan on recording a shorter episode about how to live a value-driven financial life, but the purpose of this specific episode is to really focus on the concept of buying black and why technology has made it easier for consumers to do. By the way, you could substitute buying from women-owned only businesses or buying from Appalachian businesses or buying Colorado or buying American. Basically, the framework of what I'm going to talk about in this episode is a framework for any kind of value-driven purchasing, but I want to make it clear that I am specifically for this episode talking about buying Black. You don't have to be Black, by the way, to support Black-owned businesses. In fact, I know quite a few people who are not Black, but are very intentional about doing the following, spending locally, supporting local entrepreneurs who would normally not get as much support or investment dollars because they are Black, they're women, whatever. Supporting causes that are aligned with how they would like resources used. In fact, 
I moderated a panel for FinCon X that was held November of 2020 that covered value-based investing and spending. The, the panelists brought up the fact that value-based economics is not a new concept. And I thought it would be helpful to kind of share a couple of examples of this in just the past 50 years of where we've seen people focus their spending, their dollars. One example would be divesting out of South Africa because of the apartheid system. There was a point where companies were just like, you know what, we can't, we can no longer support this place, in particular, a place called Sun City, which was a place where a lot of famous people went to visit in South Africa. But because of apartheid, people were like, we're not touching this anymore. We don't want to do this. And there was a song about it too. There are people who for the past four years were actively boycotting the United States. I bet a lot of Americans didn't know this, but I have a lot of European friends and I used to live in Europe and I have friends from other countries, South America, Asia, whatever. And this was actually a, a very serious issue. People were like, we will not step foot in America as long as that person is president. And I actually am on record when he won saying that this is going to severely impact international travel to the U.S., which it did. There's statistics and numbers to prove the, that that was the case. And also immigration related numbers and international students who would have normally have been interested in studying in the U.S. Instead, they opted to go to other countries such as Canada or Australia because there was just a lot less to deal with. And we lost a lot of money as a result, but that is, again, people, people spend their values and that happened. And I think a lot of Americans don't realize that. <laughs> Avoiding the purchase of blood diamonds. That is something that is ongoing. Blood diamonds are diamonds that are farmed in places of extreme conflict. And so even myself, I never want to purchase a blood diamond. I would just get a cubic zirconia, like they look just the same and they're a quarter the price and no dead people. And then finally, people may be very deliberate about supporting women-owned businesses or other unique cultural groups. In my personal life, intentional spending looks like the following. Understanding what I value and enjoy, like really, really being clear about what's important to me and what makes my life tick. Knowing the owners of the businesses that I like to spend at. So I actually love going to coffee shops. It's a thing. I love it. It's very European. Actually, when I lived in Europe, that was my favorite thing was to walk around, roam around, and then sit at a coffee shop. I do it everywhere. I, I love coffee shops. And the great thing for me in my city is I know the people who run the different coffee shops that I go to or their staff not just in Denver. I'm talking anywhere I go, like in Breckenridge, they know who I am. And in fact, I go up there so often that the people at the library know who I am because I'll do a lot of work from the library. Anyway, my point is when I'm in Breckenridge, I know the people so well that my, my regular coffee shops that I go to they're like, hey, you haven't been around. We, we're happy to see you again. Like we, we know each other. Why? Because I like to support local business, uh, businesses. I love coffee and that's just something I enjoy. Um, the other thing that I like to do is create a spending plan for special products, goods, and services. So 
if I know that I'm going to make significant purchases or specific purchases, I will think about, okay, where do I want to do this? Uh, like with whom do I want to support? And that's, that is part of the planning process. And then finally, I love to shout out businesses um, as much as I possibly can, because obviously I can't buy from everyone. You might be asking, well, why buy black? You're more than likely supporting a black woman entrepreneur and her employees. You're keeping people fed and employed. Black women are one of the fastest growing segments of entrepreneurs in the United States at this time. Disrupt the flow of money from big box stores to independently owned businesses. Big box stores are documented to hasten the closing of small local businesses. So just by buying black or buy locally, you disrupt that pattern to a certain degree. Validate products that would otherwise not be, pr be produced by other companies. So businesses are typically created because someone discovers a, a problem or just a need that other people were unaware of or a want. And some of these smaller businesses kind of stumble on things that maybe another company just would never even intuit. By purchasing from those companies, you're validating that idea. And then finally, why not? Why not? What makes buying black with intention easier in 2020 and beyond? Technology. I freaking love it. I love it. love it so much. And even though I am alarmed by the acceleration of automation and production of goods, technology does enable people like me and others to intentionally shop for products, goods, goods, and services that aren't available in my immediate vicinity. Here's what buying and supporting black in particular looks like for me. I should also mention that again, I use the same process to buy local. So sharing goods, products, and services on my social media feeds. Um, I have website and podcasts where all I do is talk about what people do. Interviewing entrepreneurs on my podcast intentional spending. For example, I would like to buy candles sometime this spring. I, I am almost at the end of the candles that I have. I'm about to burn them out. I'd like to buy some new candles and I decided that I would like to buy those from a POC company or a black owned company. And I've decided to do that via Etsy because I know that those are lots of small makers of products all across the US and the world. What I did was literally type in black owned Etsy candle company, like something like that. And then a whole bunch popped up. And then I just started looking at the stores that had really strong reviews. And I figured out the candles that looked great and looked like they would smell good and descriptions were good. And I've decided where I'm going to purchase hair products. I have black hair. <laughs> and so I need specific products for my hair. And I've found a company that was actually reviewed and shared on a YouTube channel by a natural hair YouTuber. And that company is Mel Melanin Hair Care. So it is still black owned because some of these companies are black hair product companies, but they're not black owned anymore. So I was like, I I'd really like to get my new products from a company that still is black owned. I'm not saying that if it's not black owned, it's good or bad, but this is just a preference that I have for hair care. And so I was watching YouTube videos and 
this person was like, this is the, the, this is the product line that I use. She has similar hair texture that, that I do. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give it a try. There is a restaurant here in Denver called the same cafe. It means so all may eat. And basically that cafe is a pay what you can afford cafe. Some people will come in and they'll pay 20 bucks and that way it covers other people's meals. Other people will pay a quarter because that's all they have. And I love that organization. I've interviewed the founders of that space, but there is a space like that in Alabama called Drexel and Honeybee. And so they specialize in soul food, as you can imagine, it's Alabama. And so I'm going to be contributing to that space because I love the model. They are a black owned business and they're doing social good. It's all the things I love. I haven't actually picked up a bottle of wine in like a year, which is bizarre given the fact that we've just gone through this or we're still going through this crazy COVID, but I would like to pick up a bottle of the McBride Sisters Black Girl Magic wine. They also have spritzers, so I might do both. But anyway, I've heard a lot about them and I just want to check them out and see what the product is. I've heard, again, good things. So I already know that they're at Trader Joe's and so I'm going to purchase it from there. There are local Facebook groups that have been created to help connect people with goods, products, and services. So you may be in, I'll use my town as an example. There's a group here that's actually based out of Colorado Springs, not out of Denver, that is pretty active and it shares all local businesses and goods. And people will do the following. They'll say, hey, I'm looking for a black owned moving company. Does anyone have a recommendation? And people will. Or they'll say, hey, oh, this one's a big one. I'm looking for someone to do my hair <laughs> because it's so, so it's, it's a big issue where to get your hair done, braided, locks, that kind of thing in, in Colorado. And people will be like, this is who we're working with. Or I'm looking for a restaurant. Okay, this is where you go. There are groups like that all across the US. And a lot of times you can find them on Facebook. Just Google black owned products. What will happen is blog posts will pop up and you'll find lists of products that are created out there uh, in the world. Things from protein shake products. I just saw that today. Fitness bars, chocolate, alcohol, whiskey, clothing, nails, you know, the, like the press-ons, the really cool ones, hair, eyelashes, makeup waist trainers, which I don't really understand the waist trainer thing. But anyway, if you're into that, waist trainers, cookies, vegan donuts. There's a company that I want to order vegan donuts from because they look incredible. My point is, if there is a product that you can think of, you can Google it and you will find a way to purchase it. You might have to ship it to where you live, but We've just spent a year using Amazon Prime and other shipping resources to get goods to ourselves because of the COVID. My point is technology has really opened up our ability to shop locally and shop with intention, um, especially for those of us who don't live in places that are as diverse as we would like them to be. I hope this was helpful in case you're like, you know, I have no idea how I, I would do that. Let me know if this has changed 
how you're approaching shopping with in intention and spending intentionally. I hope you're having a great day and just remember to spend with intention. Your dollars have value and you don't have to spend where you don't want to and you, you absolutely have every reason to spend where you feel your values are aligned.